Welcome to the Friends I View podcast, where Sean and Jose talk about everything under the sun. Visit friendsayview.com for more, unlock exclusive content on Patreon, and catch our videos on YouTube at the Friends I View. Subscribe for weekly episodes and let's explore the world together. Hit okay. Thank you for uh, joining us today. Like I said, this is Sean and Jose. We're going to be talking about systems because you know, Jose, everywhere, especially you see it in the United States, it's been rampant, yeah. um, especially the new generation going, scrap the system. It doesn't matter what the script system is. It could be police. It could be um, capitalism. It could be politics. It could be religion. It could be any of these systems. And they just, they want to scrap it which I don't think is the most effective way to do things. Of course. As you know, I was a developer for about, what, four or five years. Yep. The reason why we, why I suggest we should not scrap a system. Now, none of these systems are perfect. And we can actually talk about their problems during this podcast. But the challenge is, is that when you scratch and when you create a new system from scrap, you don't know what the problems are going to be. You have exactly. 8 billion people who have similar beliefs, similar lives, similar, you know, experiences, but not exactly the same. There's a lot of differences. Of course. And so when you start a system brand new, there's going to be a lot of bugs. There's going to be a lot of flaws, things that you could not possibly predict. Whereas, whereas the what? Whereas with the system we're in that are in place now, we already know what the issues are. We know what the problems are. Yeah, we just need to get everyone on board to start solving them. Yeah, and and that and I think that's where the challenge comes, is because there's two fundamental things that I think we as a species have a real problem with. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, three. Um, number one. You have people that actually expect perfection. Of course. Perfection can never be achieved even in your own life. Exactly. Let alone, because it's a perception thing. That's yeah. the problem. It's not something that's concrete. If you asked my 10-year-old self what the perfect life was, mm-hmm. I would have told you it was like candy, it was ice cream, it was no bedtimes, it was... <laughs> You know, but if you ask the 20, no days. <laughs> exactly, if you ask the 25-year-old version of me what the perfect life is, mm-hmm. it would have been full of women and alcohol yeah. and clubs. <laughs> and if you ask the 42-year-old version of perfection, one woman, because anything after that is just way too much stress, way too much <laughs> pressure, you, lose, you end up in a insane asylum in in five minutes um <laughs> yeah you know i heard something and then if you ask the 80 year old version of sean what the perfect life is it's probably just everybody leaving me to fuck alone <laughs> <laughs> well, i hope to get that i hope to meet that version in the future someday but you know what i'm saying like i do of course thing exactly and secondly, compromise. <laughs> yeah. People don't like to compromise, and the divorce proceedings can definitely prove that statistic. Exactly. What, we're, we're at, at least the United States, at what, 50 to 70% of all marriages end in divorce. 80% of them are um, done by women initiated. It's like there's so little compromise, even in the marital and relationship setting. Yeah. And we, we discussed that in a previous podcast as well. Remember I had said that you loved that person at one time. So what is it about that person now that bothers you that much that you're not willing to compromise? Yeah, no, I, I think people get locked in on me, 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 me. Yeah. It's like everybody has a Christmas list of what they want in their life or they want in a relationship or they want in general. And it's like... When somebody else is involved, they also have a Christmas list of what they want. Of course. Yeah. And you two get to decide together which part of this list either you get. 
It's kind of a give or take. So compromise is crucial and we kind of suck at that. And then thirdly is the most hardest part. And that is honesty. Honesty about yourself. Yeah. Honesty about the problem. Honesty about your contributions to the problem. And honesty of your lack of effort in solving said problem. Of course. Of course. And so these three pieces, I think, are the biggest challenge. Because, for instance, let's say police. Let's talk about police. You know, that system, everybody's... You've seen it. Defund the police. Defund the police. Yeah, of course. In fact, I had a friend who was like, he said, uh, police is like, I mean, you don't get bad doctors. You don't get bad. You only get bad police. I'm like, no, 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 no. No, no, of course. You get bad pilots even. Denzel Washington played a character (laughs) of that. Remember airplane? Yep. (laughs) Airplane? I mean, the dude literally did coke and drink all night and then flew a plane. (laughs) <laughs> if that is the des- definition definition of a bad pilot, yeah, I don't know what is. And there's been several doctors that were serial killers, you know? Yeah, so there's people, good and bad in every profession, I say. Every single profession. Yeah. But the overall majority of every single project, every single profession is predominantly good. Yeah. Uh, even in the police world, they are a ne- necessary evil. Yeah. And and that's why it always is like, why are you wanting to defund them when they're necessary evil? And what I mean that you and I and most people know not to kill people. We know yeah. this. Yeah, of course. And we have no intention of killing anyone. We don't even need laws to say that it's illegal to kill people. We just have no intention of doing it. Of course. You have a subset of species of humans, a small portion of them, which apparently is still quite a bit, because if you take even like, let's say 10% of just the United States population, which is what, 350 million? Yeah. That is still 3.5 million at that percent. The small subset of people not only need a law... To say it is illegal to kill people, they need a punishment Yes, that goes along with breaking that law. Yeah. And even after that, they still do it. Yeah. And they also need that time away from the rest of the people when they commit that horrible act, which is the prison system. Exactly. And lethal injection. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Different things. So... So it's a necessary thing to have. Sure. Now, is there problems? Is there challenges? Of course. And is there rightful problems and challenges? Yes. Because we're gonna, I'm going to say something here that is a little controversial. Not everybody gets pulled over is innocent. Yeah. Yeah. True. Even if it's 10, 15 miles over the speed limit, you still broke the law because the law is that certain speed. What I I mean by that is, is I'm glad things are recorded in things. True. um, To try to have some fairness in it. Yeah. But not, but if, if you have multiple warrants, let's say for instance, (laughs) you're going to most likely go to jail. Yes. Okay. You have about a 99.9% chance of going to jail. Yeah. Now, is that fair? Is it not fair? That's really what the court system is for. Yeah. Another system. Another system, which is needed <laughs> so that you can argue your side of your side of the position, you know? Yes, exactly. And so you gotta have it because mm-hmm. Where you argue your side of the position is not when when the handcuffs are coming on. That's not when you're in the back of the car. Exactly. And for the love of God, don't pull out any kind of weapon. Don't exactly. like even if you you know you have one, just be like, look, I have one. It's right there. I'm not trying. You know, the problem is, is you like there was one guy. It was, uh, he got pulled over because he passed out in a, in a drive-through of Wendy's. <laughs> okay. Later found out that he was driving under the influence. 
Okay. Which means that in reality, he said, fuck everybody's life. Yeah. Because I'm going to drive intoxicated. Yeah. So then when they went to try to, to address the situation, he grabbed the taser and was trying to shoot at the cop. Oh. So dude gets shot. Mm -hmm. And then people go and they burn down that Wendy's. Wendy's had nothing to do with it. Of course. Wow. The guy in the car is completely responsible. For that situation. For that situation. And how it unfolded, of course. Now, we can go back and forth, and there's people that will. Is, did the cops do the best thing? Did they try to de-escalate? It's like, and, and you know from being in the military and being in high-pressure situations. Nah. Um, and like real high-pressure. See, 99% of Americans have not been in real high-pressure situations. Yeah, of course. They've been pressure, but they haven't been in high pressure. Yes. And when you're in a high pressure situation like that, and where it's a matter of you don't know if you can survive from this because anything can go down. Yeah. You have split seconds to make a decision of what you're going to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. It is not just the police's, just the policeman's right job to de-escalate it yes yeah, it is all parties the person who is being detained or arrested or pulled over both parties it takes one person to, de to escalate it it takes sure. both to make sure that it doesn't get escalated sure sure yep and i think we just got into a situation especially when that system is to where you just you have people grouping all police is bad and you have police actually getting targeted and killed. Yeah. No. There was that sheriff not long ago who was he retired. He was just riding his bike. That was it. Wow. And two teenagers stole a car and ran him over. And all he was doing riding his bike. He wasn't messing with nobody. Wow. So I think we have gotten to a dangerous of no accountability on our part. Yeah. Of, of what can we do better? also to maybe make the situation de-escalated now are there going to be times in which cops overreact they unnecessarily yes. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's why we it needs to have recordings it needs to have the body cams it needs to have huh? all these things because what it does is it tells the story of what went on yeah full transparency of course yeah so both parties need to record the yes. person who's in the car needs to record and the person and the cop needs to record and both si sides of the story are going to tell what went on because both sides are going to tell the before and after also of the altercation which i think is important as well definitely it lets us know what was the intention here and it's, it's truly at fault. Yep. And so, so you got a lot of people going, dismantle it, dismantle it, dismantle it. And it's like, no, because those people who you're saying dismantle do protect people. Like, like if somebody breaks your house, who's the first person you call? 911. When somebody is dying, <laughs> you, you, want, you want to dismantle the people you're going to call first? Who are you going to call? Exactly. Well, second one's well, technically, this final them. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters? Exactly. <laughs> technically, in my house, if uh, someone breaks in, I'm going to call Smith and then Wesson first, and then nine one one. True. And that is <laughs> the benefit of the second second amendment. No plug. No plug intended for Smith and Wesson. I mean, uh, although they are a great weapon <laughs> manufacturers. <laughs> the second amendment is important. And that's another thing. Well, I've got a lot of people. You know, that's a big thing. Um, what is your take on the whole Second Amendment thing? Oh, wow. That's another entire system. Or you, you say that for a whole po podcast? You know, that might have be a, a whole podcast in itself. Okay. It, it, we, that, yeah. we won't talk. Um, so what is, what is your but, take on the defund the police then? Um, you know, I don't agree with that as well. You know, um, there are a few bad apples, of course, and the police department themselves have to police themselves in order to get rid of those bad apples. But at the same time, 
we were talking and discussing pilots. You know, pilots are under a lot of stress as well. And you had a few incidences where pilots, like the one happened, what, three weeks ago, where the pilot tried to take down or shut off the engines when he was riding in the uh seat. about that. You know, and it's like, so people are under stress no matter what the profession is, you know, and that's what happens because there's such a stigma on mental health, which we discussed in another uh, uh, podcast as well, you know, because there's such a stigma with mental health, then people start covering it up and people start doing other things that say, hey, I'm not sick or I'm not unstable or I don't need help, you know, and that's where um, situations arise that, you know, get out of hand. But as far as defunding the police now, I don't think that should be an option because they are needed, you know, because if police were not there, what's going to happen? Are we going back to the old Wild Wild West type of uh, lawlessness? You know, you know, we're that's on the verge to go for. I think that's what exactly. would happen because, because, like I said, there there are a small subset of people that will disregard laws regardless. Uh, you you heard about the recent uh, um, flash mob um, burglaries in uh, I think they were happening in California. Yeah, no, uh, California. Yeah, where they're smashing up stores. Yeah, and, and a group of people just going in, and this is happening in daytime. Yeah, you know, and I'm like, and they don't know when the cops are going to arrive on scene. They don't know what's going to happen yet. They they have no remorse and they have, you know they do it you know so I, what happened watch there's no where a dude did that like he straight up jacked a car in broad daylight huh? at an intersection yeah like san francisco like because it used to be like when these bad things happened it was like at night when they couldn't see you these guys are like ah let me just uh, let me just go ahead and steal this mercedes exactly here at this um, and that's with police around and police still funded. Can you imagine if they're not funded? Exactly. It's it's a crazy scenario. I think a better option. I think a better option because you also got to have accountability and I Yeah, sure. Um, mm -hmm. So I think like I said, obviously personal accountability meaning the people committing the atrocities whether it be um speeding um whatever it is. Yeah. Personal responsibility of the situation has to be taken in place first, because I think we are getting further and further away of personal responsibility in things. So we should get to the point where on um, the movie Liar Liar, when he couldn't tell a lie and the police pulled him over. We <laughs> know I stopped you. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you know you got a warrant, yes, just know. Okay, look, I need to take out a warrant. And if I get pulled over with this warrant, yes, then I'm just going to ex I'm going to accept the fact that he is going to arrest me because that is sure. Like I said, the obvious 100% legal ramifications for you having an open warrant because that's what a warrant is. You didn't show up to court, and they have to bring you in to make sure that you show up to court. Yes, definitely. So you're going to get arrested. Go with it. Talk with your lawyer. Talk with whoever. Talk with the judge. State your case, whatever the case may be. And don't make it unnecessarily difficult interaction yeah. than what it should be because things can get escalated huh? unnaturally. But then also, I think, on the police side of things, because you already have IA, you have all these things. Yes. Which is supposed to investigate um, different things that happen, situations. Exactly. I think what they should do is they should have um, an insurance, you know, an insurance. But somehow, some way, institute a system where they have to have an insurance. Okay. And if they have enough true infractions, then insurance providers won't cover them. Sure. And I think that would be a better option than qualified immunity. Yeah, all like, doctors, like doctors with their malpractice insurance. Yeah. Yeah. The same thing with doctors. It, so, because you hold in the doctor responsible. And as long as, as long as it can be proven that they did what they had to do. Yeah. 
then there's no problems. But if it is true malpractice, that's when they start losing their licenses and different things. Exactly. Sure. And I think putting that would be a motivational part for the people who are potentially bad. Exactly. Because if they know that they can't get by with what they were doing because they can no longer be a police officer, mm -hmm. then they're more apt to either not be police officers, which is what you'd want. Yes. <laughs> or they're more apt to operate in the confinements and what is the law. Yes. And what they're supposed to and be required to do. Yeah, sure. Okay. So I think that, is, and like I said, that isn't tearing down the system. Mm -hmm. It is going, okay, there is a problem. We all acknowledge there's a problem. We want to acknowledge there's a problem. The way that you help us acknowledge her as a society to move forward is you don't give us more problems than we're willing to take. So, you know, like the Floyd thing, okay? Sure. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not a cop, okay? I have not been trained in law enforcement whatsoever. Floyd had some responsibility with what happened. Okay. He did the PCP or whatever he tried to put in his body before getting arrested. Um, so, but that cop, for me, if you have to apprehend somebody, okay, great. I don't think you should be anywhere near their neck. Okay. I well, you're, you're absolutely correct. And also, you should believe a person when they're saying they cannot breathe. True. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. At least give them the benefit of the doubt, you know. Because it could happen. You don't know physically what's going on with that person. And then you hinder the pro progression of them, you know, actually breathing. Then, yeah, of course, you're going to be found at. And I think the challenge is that is I've seen videos where people got arrested where it wasn't even like that. They just were being handcuffed. Can't breathe. Can't breathe. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Which is why, which is why the body camps are. Uh, definite thing definitely important yeah exactly uh, <laughs> what i'm getting at is you got people saying i can't breathe just because they know they're going to jail okay like exactly oh, but like like for that situation i think there was definitely negligence when you when you put it on um you should not be on the dude's breathing apparatus you know um, you know like it's a not for nothing I've never been arrested, thank the good Lord, and knock on wood, and I've never been to jail again. But if it ever came down to a situation where I was going to jail, I probably would say the same thing. I'd be so claustrophobic that I couldn't breathe. <laughs> so, yeah, but I, you know, that was just me. And never ever be in a situation like that so but you get what i'm saying like, like of course most definitely yeah. and most most can agree that you know police need to be uh monitored regulated different things the problem is you got these yes. movements they're like going like you know destroying cities you know yeah like yes. looting and destroying cities because of it and then also defund the police and it's like in case you were wondering, this is for every interest group that's out there. It doesn't matter whether it be religious, whether it be LGBTQ, RS, TUV, WXYZ, yep. whether it be whatever it is. Mm -hmm. To get people on your side, even if they don't entirely agree with everything, because you're going to be hard-pressed to find somebody who agrees with everything that you have. Of course, of course. But at least to be like, let me at least hear them out, understand them a little bit. Mm -hmm. so the goal to get them on your side is not to completely disrupt their world <laughs> to the point to where you, 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 you make them close off. Like if you do billions of dollars worth of looting, like looting and destroying, and there's literally nobody who's going, who has a rational mind who's going to be like, let me join this movement mm -hmm. yeah, because I feel their cause. What you did was you made it unsafe for me to live my life. You know what of I'm course. saying? Yeah, of course. And you need everybody. It doesn't matter which group. Like even like LGBTQ. Mm -hmm. Like gay marriage is legal in the United States. Yeah. 
Okay. And the gay community, as amazing as they are, they are a very minority community. That became legal because of the people who are straight, because yeah. of the conservatives, because of the religious people, because of all these groups, are these people going, you know what? I may not agree with this. Um, this may not be my life choice, but I see nothing wrong with two people um, getting together and marrying of the same sex. It's because all these people who weren't gay from all mm -hmm. these different groups yep. came together and were like, look, I think it's high time for us to legalize things. Sure. And so you need all these groups, even the ones who may not, like I said, may not understand because there's going to be people who don't understand this concept. They just don't. Right. But even if, like, like my father, my father will never understand, and he's a great man. He's a good okay. man. Sure. He'll never understand gay marriage. He'll, like, he's religious, he's conservative, he's all these things. Okay. But if he meets a gay person and he has friends that are gay, mm -hmm. he doesn't make them feel awkward about it. Well, Matter of fact, he's very nice about it, very friendly about it, and maybe even friends with their spouses and different things. He is very human about it. But you're you're not going to convince a 65-year-old man who's lived his whole entire life of a certain way yeah. that that this, you know, this just how it is, you know? Yeah, exactly. You know, or they should understand. Because, like I said, he's going to treat them with respect. He's, gonna, he's not going to make their lives miserable. He's going to talk to them. He may even be friends with them. He may do things with them, you know? Yeah, you know, which actually, I'm glad you brought up your father and his age, which also is another way that we can change the congressional system. Have term limits for Congress members, or at least age, which I know you're not supposed to discriminate based on age. However, some people's ideolo ideologies at a certain age is way different than the younger generation or other people that are coming up. So we should have a little bit of mixture of maybe senior um, representative in Congress, but also the young representative in Congress as well. No, I think, I think that's a crucial thing. Um, yeah. Because like, so, so it's kind of crazy because you want them to have some experience. So exactly. you don't get to do it till you're around like thirties or something. Exactly. Good. Yeah. But the, but the national retirement age or when people should retire <laughs> is around like 60, 65. Yes. So I think, I don't, I don't think there should be anybody older than the retirement age. Exactly. So 60, 65 is really the max age that sure. you should be able to do any of this. This 80-year-old, 90-year-old crap, no. You know, like no, no, that's not even acceptable in the in the civilian sector. You know, not even in the military. And then who come and who makes the laws for the military? Exactly, the same people who were. <laughs> you know I mean, like, 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 you know, if you're sixty, sixty-five, you don't. Nobody really wants to hire you. Yeah, they don't want to employ you. They will in some small jobs like greeters, and you know, exactly. not really high intensity. You know. Yes, and 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 for. For the right reasons, they're just not going to be up to productivity in different things. Yeah. And some people, okay. <laughs> Look, I talk in majority, okay. I don't talk in minority, okay. Because all these, all these philosophies and ideas that I have are, yeah. I'm not like these people who just go, let me take this small percentage and go, okay, this is what we're going to talk about. No, no, we can talk about that small percentage. Oh, we're awesome. also talk about the majority, <laughs> of course, <laughs> which is the majority of people after like 60, 65 are, are not like my great uncle was a definite exception. That dude played tennis until it was like 90. Yeah, of course. The only reason why he stopped playing tennis, which is a pretty intense sport, of course, is because he had a stroke. He couldn't. Oh, okay. Um, that was it. Mother Nature had to stop him yeah. at like one go. It wasn't even like, let me work up to it. It was just like, that, not it. 
you've had too much of gay ego. Yeah, and seeing that's unfortunate that things like that occur. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But especially now as, and this is a topic we're going to be talking about um, in a future podcast, as with technology increases, mm -hmm. life expectancy is expected to increase as well. Okay. But the problem is after like from 30 to 60, after like 50 to 60, you're pretty much set in your ways, you know? Sure. And so it becomes very hard, not all cases, but I would say a majority of cases, to really teach them. I think it's going to be easier when we get there because uh -huh. we've been at constant change for so long. Of course. Now, by the time we get to 60, 65, we're used to things changing. Yes, that's so, like My great-grandmother was a great woman. Mm -hmm. There wasn't massive changes from, say, 1914 to 1990. There were okay. changes, but it wasn't, it wasn't any, anything anywhere near what we're experiencing nowadays. Yeah, sure. So for her, she hadn't been used to it changing. So then every change that happened was bigger mm -hmm. than my parents, even from like the 57 till now. Yep. Okay. Um, most of the major changes started happening after the 90s, things like really ramping up and changes. So, I mean, even at that point, you're talking almost 40 years of just, you know, changes, but over time and gradual yes. changes. Of course. So, they're not used to it as much. But by the time we get to that age, we're like, oh, it's changing? Okay, cool. No, we got this. We <laughs> were already done. We've been, we've been changing, we've been in nonstop changes yeah. our entire life. So what do you mean? With yeah. the next change, you know? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I think that we have to put that into, I think we have to put that into the equation as well. But yeah, I would argue that whatever the, whatever the agreed upon societal retirement date and age is the max that somebody can, because it's agreed upon for that reason. Yeah, like, fair enough. Yeah, um, exactly right. They're going to have cognitive decline. There's going to be different things. Uh, this is this, whatever that is. So, as life expectancy increases, I expect it to go up to 75 to 85, you know, based on that. But I don't think the people as public servants should serve past whatever the agreed upon societal retirement ages. Yeah, that makes sense. Very much so. And then you definitely want 30 to be like the introductory. And the reason why I say that, I would say minimum 25. Minimum yeah. 25. 30 is really the minimum. But let's say if you really wanted to go liberal on it, 25. Sure. Because you want fresh ideas. Sure. You just, you just want you to have a little bit more experience in the real world before you are making major decisions life-changing well the country <laughs> of 350 million people sure and so but i also believe that there should there should be an absolute max that you serve so like doesn't matter what position of political i think there's several things we need to change in this that one is there's a max term just like with president and there's a okay. rightfully so there's a max sure so all of them should have a max of, you know, this is the max you can serve. Mm -hmm. They too should have a checks and balances, much like the police do. Yeah. Because like, like we talked about the last podcast, they literally do, they literally do insider trading, yeah. which you and I are not allowed to do by any stretch of the magic. Of course. Of course. And I think... I think, I think just like with a, I think one of the ways we can have accountability for them. Sure. Because right now they all have immunity. You know that, right? Because we need to, we need to go ahead and remove that. Yeah. Make it like what the police have to where that, or at least what we impose for the police to have to where, you know, they can be held responsible for of course they do. Uh, I think you got to get rid of. You got to get rid of all interest groups that are allowed to lobby. Anybody allowed to lobby, companies, what? There should be no lobbying, lobbying whatsoever. Okay. Uh, because 
like for instance, it was like it it was what just a couple of years ago. I think omnibus bills should be illegal. Mm-hmm. But you remember they did a they did a budget, and then after the budget, the smoking age was twenty one. Isn't that something? Huh? It's like you know who lobbied for that exactly, and how does that have anything to do with a budget? Exactly. A budget should be only about the budget. Exactly, nothing else, nothing in between the lines. Yeah, and we're gonna talk about that twenty-one or older. Yeah, definitely, because because that makes me mad. Those people. Yeah, the drinking age twenty-one. It, it does because oh, people, here's why it makes me mad. Okay, I'm gonna tell you, we're gonna be on my soapbox. That's why it irritates me. Is <laughs> because these same assholes want you to die for them. These same assholes will gladly send you to go risk your lives for mm-hmm. their interests and for their freedoms or their protect their freedoms or whatever reason we go. Without one person. what you and I did. Uh-huh. Because at 18, at 18 is when you're allowed to go. Yes. So that means that you're like, hey, look, you are old enough and adult enough to die for me. But you are not old enough to have a beer. You're not old enough to to have a cigarette. Did you want to? Of course. But you are old enough to lose your limbs for me. Mm-hmm. You're old enough to protect my rights and my interests because people die in wars. People yeah. die in the military. Yep. You are you are old enough to be screwed up for the rest of your life because of what you go through. But of you course. are old enough <laughs> to yeah. have a cigarette. And it's like, I don't think, I I think if we're going to do it as a society, say, hey, look, um, 21 is when you're old enough to smoke and drink, you're like, fine. But 21 is should be the age for all adult situations and circumstances. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not old enough to smoke and drink, I'm not old enough to get a tattoo, I'm not old enough to vote, and I'm not old enough to die for you. And all the parents who were always waiting for 18, get that? You're going to have to support and have the same responsibilities until your child is 21 and they are adult enough to go out there. I think, I think, I think that if we're going to play that game, I think, I think we should go all the way. I'm sure we'll get a lot of fan mail over what you just said right then and there. (laughs) No, but I think it's realistic. I think it's, I mean, I see your point. Of course, I see your point. Yeah. As soon as you instituted that, you'll find out that everything would be back down to 18 where it should be because all those parents would be like, no, no, no. Yeah. I waited long enough. <laughs> but I think, I, think, I think the reason why statistically they were saying, at least for the drinking age to uh, raise to 21, was because a lot more 18-year-olds were dying because of drinking and driving. So I believe that's one of the reasons why they raised the drinking age to 21. Smoking, on the other hand, not quite sure because you're going to get cancer no matter what if that's what you're destined to be anyway. So, you know. And you also got to, when it was turned 21, was also age was a different. Because you remember when we were 21, there was no Uber. There was no Lyft. Yeah, there was cabs at $20 to take you five minutes away. Now you have Uber, lived. you have ungodly amount of... Yeah, still have the same cabs too, buying for uh, for that business as well, yeah. So yeah. it's like, okay, look, every, it's for personal responsibility. Everybody knows you're not allowed to drink and drive, but you now have options that are more enticing, you know? Of course, of course. Like Uber and Lyft and different things. And we should be investing in more of those options. You know, so more Ubers and more lifts, you know, and that's how you combat it. Yeah. You don't combat it by just going, let's make it. Well, what, one more system that we really didn't talk about too. I know we talked about Congress. We could talk about the presidential system, but I want to talk about the Supreme Court system because they just. Can I tell you the one thing I was going to say real quick? Yeah, yeah, of course. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 no. The (laughs) thing that I think we need to do, and I think this needs to be president. I think this needs to be um, Supreme Court. I think this needs to be every public servant. When I say public servant, I mean your, like Congress, House of Representatives, presidents, you know, stuff, mayors, 
stuff like that, you know? Yeah. I would even throw in religious people, but that would be a different part. Okay. <laughs> if your money is coming directly from taxpayers' money and your decisions affect those said taxpayers directly, yeah. and their decisions affect us directly, yeah. then I think you should have the same requirements when it comes to financial as you as public companies do okay because i have no problem with somebody investing even as a politician or whatever investing maybe owning a business i have okay. no problem where i do have a problem is is where it doesn't make sense to me okay like if you've been in office for 40 years and you make 200 grand a year but you have a hundred million dollars now there's very few investors out there that make that kind of money that that have that kind of return on their investment yeah you know and so it's like okay so there's 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 money coming here that's obviously not from congress yeah that's how you get that yeah now i need to know where this money is coming from Mm -hmm. I don't care if you wrote a book. I don't care if you do speeches. I don't care if you own a business, you do Airbnb, you sell houses on the side. I don't give. I just want to know and make sure that the money that you're bringing in is legitimate money. Exactly. That can be counted for, you know, because right now nobody's accounting for all this. Of course. Like how are you accounting for $150 million net worth? Yeah. And, there, and there's a lot of them. It's not like it's one or two people. It's at least half. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. And so I think those politicians should at least disclose, if anything, mm -hmm. disclose where the money is coming from. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying show us your bank accounts. I'm not saying show us any of this personal stuff. I'm just saying you made this amount of money from this company or yeah. you made this amount of money from this investment and this you know so that the watchdog groups that are out there and there's plenty of them can go over it and tell me if i need to worry about something yeah. <laughs> exactly well, i mean yeah because you 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 know we vote those people in office and then all of a sudden they become above the law which how fair is that you know Exactly. Law, the law should um, also apply to them as much as it applies to us. Exactly. And I, and I don't think that's too much to ask. Everyone. No, not at all. Not at all. And that's one of the ways to fix the system. Yeah, like every quarter, just like with a publicly traded company, sure. you have to publish where your money's coming from. Yeah. Because then, then we don't have that... Uh, well, at least me, and I'm not going to be able to speak for everyone, of course, but at least I will I will have a better understanding. I won't, you know, I'll have a, a better feeling. I'll get that warm and, you know, warm and fuzzy feeling about the person that I elected into office or that I voted for to get elected into office, you know? Yeah, because I, I would think that most people, most rational people mm -hmm. understand that if you do things right, you're going to invest. Except. Most Americans invest. Yep. Most Americans, or at least they try to invest, or they yeah. <laughs> want to start a business. I mean, it's a part of, it is human nature to want to propel your life in a new direction and secure your future. Now, that. whether you do that or not, that's an entirely different story. But it's all a part of our nature to be like, look, I would like to do better off. So let me... Let me do these things. Which 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 is gonna bring us into our next topic um that we would probably do next week, which is are you living life or are you surviving life? Exactly. And that that pop that system you wanted to address, what was it? No, just what you touched on it was the Supreme Court because I never knew that the Supreme Court did not have a code of ethics until recently. And that's because of Clarence Thomas and receiving all those gifts which is pretty much inappropriate it's inappropriate because we as military members have to report anything when we receive gifts from foreign governments when we were overseas remember 
Yeah. So how is it that they're entitled to receive vacation packages, cars, and, and you think that they're not getting anything in return? Come on. Even if they're not, it's the perception, you know? And for them to be allowed to be in office and elected the Supreme Court for life, for life, you know, all, laws change all the time. So I think because the laws change all the time, the justices should change as well. Exactly. I think I think every single position, including the Supreme Court, should have a max term. Yeah, exactly. There is no there is no reason to serve for life. Yeah. Okay. Unless you're serving others' interests, not not. No, out. no, no. Because you can't trust people to continuously do that. Exactly. By 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 having the turn of events, you get new ideas, new people, new perspectives. Of course. Yes, sir. And it makes it harder for them to continuously invest in somebody like that. You can invest in that justice for the rest of his life, given because anybody who's getting gifts from any lobbyist for any group, whether it be interest groups, whether it be corporations, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Exactly. So if I give you a vacation, you know, and I know. It's because I gave. Even if we haven't discussed the specifics, yeah, I'm gonna want a return on my investment. And we have a unwritten agreement and understanding that this is how it's gonna go down. Yes, sir. And so, yeah. So the lobbyist thing, nobody should be able to accept anything. No, no gifts, no lobbies, um, none of stuff. Yeah. Well, and I I think what that will do is that will attract better quality candidates sure. because you're you're because right now the problem is with politics is it's a very dirty career yeah like it takes a special person to get into it yeah like like you have you know that this is dirty yeah and you have to be okay or at least if you want somebody who wants to change the world or make the right decisions, you have to go in knowing, almost like a martyr. You have to go in going, yeah. I, I want to do the best I can do, but I'm going to go through this buck and I'm going to be in this buck in this really dirty place with really dirty people for a very long time. And, and like, like I said, you're a martyr. So you either attract a martyr, which are very, very rare. Yeah. Or you track somebody who who already knows the system, can play the system, yeah. way through the dirt. Because there's a financial a financial benefit for it. Yeah. And you know the thing is though, it can be done. If you truly wanted to do it and if you wanted to go through all that muck and dirtiness that you say and come out clean on the other side once your term is up, it can be done, you know? It's, it's like I said. It's very, very few. Yeah, of course. Who fit that martyr mentality? Yeah. It's because most look at that mocking go. There's no like. There's no way. Out. No way. Like like for instance, like let's let's pick on you and Fulvia. <laughs> you love your wife, of course. Let's just say if you were to go run for any of those positions, sure, especially the higher ones, like sure, Congress, House of Representatives, or President. You know your son and your wife and the rest of your kids are open, fair game. Exactly. Yeah. And they are going to be attacked relentlessly. Yes. And it's like, it's hard for somebody to be like, look, <laughs> I'm going to put my family into this. You know, I was thinking, I've actually talked to her about running for office um, back in the day. And I'm still thinking about it. I don't know for sure, but I know that's going to happen. But I, in order for me to take that step, I do have to sit down with my children. I do have to sit down with my family members. Oh, you wouldn't have to. You wouldn't yeah, have to let like, them know what's about to happen, what's going to happen, and go from there. I am not. I am not immune to, uh, and my family is not immune to what goes on in life. You know, just like nobody else's family is immune from it. Things are going to happen. And, you know, but if you ask me about it and it happened, yeah, I would truthfully answer the question as yes. If I feel as 
just like some other politicians that may run, if it has nothing to do with what I do in office, and I'm not trying to conceal it, it's just a personal matter that happened, then that I still have the right to have that personal time. I still have that right to not have to disclose that part because it has nothing to do with my office or my position if I was to get elected. No, of course. What I meant was just the the barrage of the Yeah, of course. That's constantly gonna come like, in your yeah, sure. Because cause that's all they do. That's really what running for office is. Yeah. You look at any of them like your opponents try to discredit you and yeah, it's just an ugly it's just smear campaign after smear and especially in today's world because people start throwing out like really bad stuff without any proof. Of course. Like, oh, he's racist. Or he's <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> like, like, there's no proof that you, he was that way, you know, whatever. And so what makes it true now? Exactly. Yeah. But as soon as you say it, as soon as you say it, people, what do they do? Those are targeted words. They click in people's heads. They go, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's racist. <laughs> and, like, uh, and that's another system we have to improve upon. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like, nah, I commend you. If you do run, like, I, I would definitely vote for you. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> and I would gladly run the smear campaigns on other <laughs> beers. You know? Uh, we'll see. We'll see what the future holds. Saying we, we can bombard them, man, to the point that we're <laughs> like, I can't even run up against Jose because... I got to deal with the full force of shotgun <laughs> and then they just give up. No doubt. <laughs> Go for the throat. Exactly. <laughs> I think that's about all time we have for the day. I think it was, I think a, good it was one. a good discussion, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Something that needed to be addressed. I'm glad we did it. And then next week you said we're going to be talking about um, living life or surviving. Yes. I would think that would be a good one because most of the time, most, well, most of what's happening in life nowadays, people are struggling. So, you know, can we get back to the living life instead of just surviving life? So, we'll see. I guess we'll find out. Thank you for I, joining we'll talk to you as always. Today. Of course. I'll talk to you later, buddy. Yes, Don't indeed. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, share with friends, and stay tuned for our next episode. Until then, keep the conversation going.